1: tanner fans angela bowen here the host of oh my lanta holy chalupas an unofficial full house fuller house pop full house fuller house podcast why do i feel like i'm saying fuller house twice i'm not okay wow guys We have made it. We have made it to the final episode in the Jesse and Becky A Love Story series. Yes, the episode today that I'm talking about is Season 1, Episode 13 of Fuller House, entitled Love is in the Air. When Jesse and Becky return to renew their vows, a bachelorette party leads to trouble for DJ, who is forced to make a big decision. Now I wanted to do I know this episode is also about DJ and Kimmy and Fernando and you know, DJ choosing between Matt and Steve and you know, the antics of the Fuller kids and Ramona and all that good stuff. We even get a uh, kinda sorta maybe not Cameo Michelle. I mean, they call her voicemail. We don't hear her voice. Um, I think at this point we'd even settle for just hearing her voice, right? <laughs> um but I chose this episode because I thought this is a great little bookend to this. We started off with Tanner versus Gibbler. We we moved on to a little romance, Lucky and Lady parts one and two, and then of course the engagement, the wedding, Becky becoming pregnant, the birth of Nikki and Alex, which was just last week, and now, of course, to finish things off, I'm doing Love is in the Air, which aired on February 26th, 2016. This episode's got a 7.5 out of 10, based on 490 ratings, googie goo, wow, wow, wow. Let's see, alright, directors, Joel Zwick, Writers Jeff Franklin, the creator, written by Jeff Franklin, the creator, staff writer, Joe Vargas, Paulina De, uh, Diaz, also a staff writer as well, okay, we got some user reviews, okay, we got, <laughs> I don't even know if these can even count as trivia, eighth appearance of Dr. Harmon, that's trivia, really? You think I couldn't have figured that out by watching season one? (laughs) Anyway, I'm not going to harp on whoever put this on here. DJ's first name is Donna Jo. Well, you know what? If I had never watched Full House, and I just started with Fuller House, I mean, who does that, right? But maybe the new generation watches Fuller House, like, oh, yeah, I should really watch all eight seasons of Full House so I can kind of get the references and everything. But it's like, we we all as a collective Full House fanatics here, we know that, guys. We know her first name is Donna Jo. Her middle name is Margaret. Her last name is Tanner. Her married name is Fuller. And eventually her new married name, gosh, how is that going to work? Dana. Da, Dana. <laughs> wow. Donna Jo. Margaret. Tanner. Fuller. And Steve's last name is Hale, so Hale. Oh, I, I don't know how that's going to work. That's going to be interesting. Because I'm sure she would want to take his name. Right, Quinn? Will she take Steve's name, his last name? Meow. Yeah. Really? Okay, cool. can't believe you're rubbing around on that carpet floor that's covered in cat litter. i got to back him in here, don't I? You silly girl. Are you a silly girl? What a goof. Okay. <laughs> All right. Oh, soundtracks. Wannabe, Britain Bass Spice Girls, performed by Andrea Barber, Candice cameron Bure, Lori Loughlin, and Jodie Sweden. Now, God, I was a teenager in the mid... I turned 13 in 1995. So this stuff was... This was all my teenage dumb. This is my, I'm 16, I'm 17 years old. Of course, I saw the wannabe song by Spice Girls on VH1 or MTV, one of them. Oh my goodness. Brings back memory. You know, I was not big on Backstreet Boys. I was not big on Insync. My friends were. I'm like, yeah, like, I'm there, all right? You know, this I promise you by NSYNC. I like that song. Um, but I just, I didn't get sucked into it. My boy band, if you want to call it that, because they're three brothers, was Hanson. Yes. I was, like, the odd one out. I mean, who didn't love Oombop back in 1996 and 97? Yeah. All right, let's get to some user reviews. Of course, the ever faithful Power Mandan, May 24th, 2019, gives this a 10 out of 10. And calls it, considering what's we've got, okay, I don't understand the title, however, Jesse and Becky return to town to renew their wedding vows. Officiating the ceremony will be Joey. They needed an excuse for all old cast members to show up. Well, except for Danny. Danny is not there. It seems like perfect timing for Kimmy to remarry Fernando. This means she will be moving out of the Fuller household. DJ wants to attend the wedding alone, but Kimmy calls Steve and Steph calls Matt to be her date. She needs to decide who she wants once and for all. The wedding is as lovely as it can be. Stephanie sings a wonderful song that can bring a tear to your eye. I remember the song. It was beautiful. She's got a beautiful voice. Although some sad bits occur, beauty is always there. For Fuller House standards, this is a solid 10. All right. Of course, we have a newbie here, Marcy Phillips. I don't think I've seen her name yet come up on... I mean, I haven't covered all of Fuller House. I don't know if I'm particularly going to. There are just some episodes. There are good ones. There are ones I can kind of take or leave. There's some like, eh, But... All right, Marcy Phillips gives this episode an 8 out of 10. Awesome ending, she titles it. November fourth, 2016 is when this was published. Warning, spoilers in blood red, guys. So if you haven't seen the episode, get on your Netflix, watch the episode, rewatch it, because this person's going to spoil it. I, of course, I spoil the episodes, guys. That's what I do. I go through it in high, full Detail. Give me my opinion. If you guys are new to the podcast, welcome. But that's what I do. Alright, let's hear what Marcy has to say. I just want to say that I loved the end of this episode. DJ choosing herself was just so powerful. Yes! She had two really great guys, and they asked her to choose between them. But she decided that she needed more time. Guys, get this. It's been a year, right? It's been maybe a year and a half even since her husband passed. Danny was already being pushed to date after his wife had only been gone for three months. Three months, guys. That is, I don't, three months is not, six months, I don't think after you lose your spouse is even close to enough time. But it's different for everybody. But my good golly. Granted, Danny was, you know, living in a house with two guys that were unattached and they wanted to get, you know, single and mingle, right? So, yeah, but we'll get to, you know, the earlier episodes of Full House to sprinkle them throughout, guys. I think I'm going to do the majority of the episodes over the course of the next few, couple, few years. I um, I don't have plans to n- not stop podcasting, Um, so just so you know. I got many shows that I'm I'm throwing myself all over the place, guys. All over the place. Sometimes I just, I don't want to get burnt out. Sometimes I need to take time for myself. But anyway, let's keep going with Marcy's review. It's beautiful. I love it. Love the words. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now I lost my place. <laughs> okay. But she decided that she needed more time, and that's okay. I wish there were more movies slash shows that had the girl choose herself instead of a guy or a guy choosing himself over a girl. And Quinn has vanished from the room. I really liked both Steve and Matt, but I agree with DJ. If the choice isn't obvious, then she shouldn't have to pick a side. I kind of hope they bring in a new guy who doesn't try to make her choose him. I honestly don't think, yeah, they don't bring in another guy. She's got enough you know, juggling the two that she has and her feelings for both of them. To bring in a whole new guy would just be like, eh, we don't need to do that. You've got enough stuff going on. Her plate is overflowing at that point with guys. All right. I didn't like the way the guys handled it very much. I thought they should have been more supportive. In fact, if one of them said, I will support you in your decision, he probably would have won me over. True, true, yes. All right, we got some connections. DJ's Rose Ceremony with Matt and Steve parodies The Bachelorette, a show I've never watched. Never watched The Bachelor. The Lord of the Rings, The Fellowship of the Ring. Max says he doesn't think Stephanie saw the Lord of the Rings movies. I thought he said something about um Tommy, calling him, like, Samwise Gemji or Tomwise Gemji or something like that. Lord of the Rings, The Two Towers. Max, okay, we got, yes, we got it. He doesn't think she's seen the, why do we got to say every single one? Lord of the Rings, Fellowship. Lord of the Rings, Two Towers. Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. I've seen all three in the theaters. Never read the books. Don't want to read the books. I like the, I like Enya. I like the song, May It Be. I have it on my iPod. It's so beautiful. Enya is so good. I love Enya. Fifty Shades of Grey. Fernando mentions the book, not the movie, of the story.
0: Uh,
1: Okay. Great. Mm. Never read the books. I I, I lied a little there. I did kind of flip through dog-ear a couple pages of Fifty Shades of Grey, but I did not read it cover to cover, I'll tell you that. I remember I was going to a wedding in 2012. I was on a plane, and I swear... Almost like a quarter of the people on that plane were reading Fifty Shades of Grey the book. I'm like, whoa. And we all know, guys. We all know it's kind of an adult version of Twilight, only minus the vampires, but same amount, maybe even more so of the controlling. Yeah. All right, if you're new to the podcast, I want to let you guys know where you can find the podcast on social media. On Facebook, you can type in Full House Podcast. You can type in Fuller House Podcast. You can, if you want to type all this out, sure. Oh My Lanta, Holy Chalupas, Full House, Fuller House Podcast. No one wants to type all that out. I don't even like typing it out. At the time, it's such a long. I just wanted to combine Full House and Fuller House as far as the catchphrases. So on Instagram, O M H C Full House Fuller House Pod. On Twitter, O M H C Full House. And if you guys, if you're regulars, if you're new, if you guys like the podcast and you guys want to write in like your memories, your comments, your questions, you want to hit me up with some Full House trivia that I may not know, which. You know, there are things I don't know. I didn't work on the show. I don't know behind the scenes stuff. You know, but yeah, whatever. I mean, you guys gotta try to. You want to troll me with some Full House Troop... You 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 uh, a question? I bet I could probably answer. I, if you want to try to get me with a Full House question, you think I might not know, guys? I've seen these episodes a bazillion times. I may mean, not have watched every single one when it aired, more so later I did in the later seasons, but I've watched them constantly, reruns through childhood, teenager years, adult years. What I'm saying is I've watched it a lot, So on and, and even on the podcast, guys, I am picking through it with a fine, fine-tooth comb, and I am picking up on stuff I never, never would have picked up on before. But anyway, you guys want to shoot me an email, you guys want to send an audio clip of your comments on certain episodes I'm going to be doing, past episodes I've already done. Just remember, it is a clean Full House Fuller House podcast, so just keep the comments clean. And send your email to, or audio clip, to podcast at gmail.com. Also, if you guys are regular listeners, or if you're just tuning in and you're enjoying what you're hearing... This show really could use some support on iTunes. Just go to iTunes, your Apple Podcast app, leave a five-star review, leave a rating. The more reviews and ratings the show gets, that way we can get it up there with other full house podcasts. Now, speaking of podcasts, I I do believe I did inform you all that as of March, I'm kind of going off the grid as far as... The Full House Podcast. I will be back. I'll have a couple rusty episodes just in time for April Fool's Day. I'll be doing a Mother's Day episode in May, a Father's Day episode in June. Things are just going to get really hectic as the next few months go along. I am in the process of getting ready to put the house on the market and planning a big move, out-of-state move, and that is just going to take up a lot of time, I've, guys, I've lived in my home state my whole life, this is a big, big change for me, moving to another state, my husband, he, he's been doing this his, his whole life, he's been moving here, there, and everywhere, so, um, yeah, if, if you guys are, if you guys are prayer, just, just, you know, pray that you know things go good for us. We don't have any real hiccups and everything like that. So and that the tra- tradition transition is gonna be you know hopefully smooth, no hiccups or bumps along the way. Yeah. Um, but while you guys while I'm off doing what I'm doing, you guys can catch up. You can listen to old episodes. Um, if you're on the Punky Brewster. Listening to this on that platform, there are seasons of Silver Spoons. I'm currently doing season four at the moment. You can listen to that. There is also all four seasons of Punky Brewster have been reviewed. Um, I will give you guys, let you kind of know how things go when the reboot comes up and when I plan to do that Um probably won't be right when it comes out. It just, it really depends. It's really far into the future at the moment. So, but not only do you have my Full House podcast to listen to, guys, I want to recommend other Full House podcasts out there because we all love Full House. Some of us love to have, you know, ridicule it and some of them just don't like it and they like to, you know, poke fun at it, which everyone's, you know, got their own flavor. But I wanted to recommend some other full house podcasts that you guys can check out. However, some of these I'm gonna say are not kid friendly. Um, one in particular that kinda got me into podcasting, kinda got me doing my own thing with a podcast, is the How Rude podcast. By hosts Jonathan Pernasek and Brandon Shockney. They've done all eight seasons. They actually were able to cover all twenty-four episodes of season seven in an episode, just kind of picking their favorite ones. And uh there's been some uh seasons I had some episodes like combined, like they'll do like three, four, five in a row. Um, so there is that one. There's also why the Hot, why Full House is the greatest show of all time with Page, Div- is it Divit and Alyssa Sabo S A B O. So they currently have 23 episodes out there. They're pretty much just like the How Rude podcast. They're going in order of episodes, whereas I tend to go by theme but they're both you know really good podcasts another one which i really like um uh has 10 episodes up and it's got the most beautiful artwork i could ever imagine just oh bright colors teal you know full house yellow full house white you know in the earlier seasons um and pink it's just it's it's called the house must be full it's so it's so gorgeous i love this i wish i could be an artist but there is uh and, and the house must be full podcast also they don't go in any order as well they can i'm not sure what their their theme is here but they got let's see what, they started out in the beginning they did of course the pilot episode Cutting it close, back to school blues, boys will, girls will be boys, fast friends. I'm not DJ. The house meets the mouse, part one and part two, bicycle thief, and of course the last one they've done, which was almost a year ago. Uh, be true to your preschool. So, I'm hoping she gets back on on the on the horse and uh, starts making more episodes because I really like it she actually has guests on where Paige and Alyssa kind of you know, they do their own thing. Um their episodes really range from between 30 minutes to an hour. But I really honestly, I love other people's opinions, interpretations of episodes. It's just it's really fun to get Um also, unrelated to Full House, I have another Podcast. If you guys, of course, were into like TGIF and other '90s shows, one I really want to throw out to you. Good podcast. No, I can't find it. The Feeney Call podcast. Which they are currently wrapping up season 2 of Boy Meets World. Um 220 something sit down and analyze the TJF sitcom Boy Meets World each week. We analyze an episode for the value valuable lessons that young Corey and viewers were supposed to learn. How those lessons hold up today and the weekly MVP. With um Boy Meets World currently on Disney Plus, there are many ways to get your Boy Meets World fix if you want to listen to people talk about the episodes and just kind of relive nostalgia '90s and stuff like that. So, just kind of giving you guys some stuff to to occupy your time while I'll be gone for a month. And like I said, um, when I come back, the the episodes are there's probably instead of one a week, it'll probably be like twice a month. I know that's not a lot, but just kind of. Got my hands in different podcast stuff right now. Um, the first episode of Different Strokes, the podcast, I'm putting out an episode in April. And then we'll just kind of wait closer to the fall. I am currently on season four of Silver Spoons. And I kind of want to, I'm going to wrap, be wrapping that up this year. Different Strokes will kind of take its place. I plan to do not every single episode. I'm going to probably do a few episodes you know, in the, one, in the seasons that I want to do, move on to the next season. So it'd be kind of fun. We can also kind of gradually watch the characters kind of grow and go through things according to the timeline and stuff instead of hopping, hopping and bopping all over throughout the eight seasons. Also, another thing, April is the one-year anniversary of the Oh My Land Holy Chulupa's unofficial Full House Fuller House podcast. And I will be doing a giveaway. I'm actually going to let you know what it is in March. And we're probably going to do the giveaway probably in late March. So that way I can get it out and kind of with everything that's going to be going on. So, yeah, I'm excited to show you. I think you guys are really going to like what I'm giving away. It's going to be, you know, every Full House fan who doesn't already have this in their collection. Because if you're... Full house that you definitely would already have this in your collection but for those of you that want this in your collection and just can't seem to get it I'm gonna do you guys a solid and I'm giving this something away to a very very lucky listener so more on that on Sunday March 1st so all right, guys, without further ado, let's jump into Love is in the Air. Let's close the book on the Jesse and Becky A Love Story series. All right, we come out of the intro. We are at the what is now called the Harmon Fuller Pet Clinic, where DJ and Matt are now going to cooperate the vet clinic together. This definitely sounds like kind of a dicey situation, being they have been semi-romantically involved. I don't see how this is really going to work, but DJ and Matt are like, oh, it'll be fine, don't worry. Of course, it's the ribbon-cutting ceremony, and Matt has these comically huge like it's the kind I'm pretty sure when I was at the opening for the one job that I was at they did a ribbon cutting ceremony I don't I didn't see it happen but uh, yeah so this has got to be is uh, this old golden retriever has got to be is it Jeff Franklin's talk I think it was Charlie who had passed away um I thought it was like season two maybe everyone's there. It's just, it's such a great moment. You got your balloons, you got your confetti. It's a fun celebration. Of course, DJ looks at Kimmy and Stephanie like, hey guys, did you get the picture for the website? Because, you know, uh, it'd be nice to have a picture on the website of the ribbon cutting ceremony, which... I mean, it's not like they're opening a new location or anything like that. It's just they're combining their names. Nothing about the place is going to change. Nothing's going to look different. It's just two people working side by side helping animals get better. Of course, Stephanie and Kimmy are like, "Well, wait, no, I thought you were getting it. No, I thought you were getting it." Like, "Oh, boy." So, Kimmy's idea to fix this is we'll just restuff the confetti cannons and stephanie's like oh attention everybody i'll be coming around and collecting conf- the confetti from your hair like no just let's move on it, it sucks you couldn't get a photo but you and kemi's part of a party planning business you guys should have been on top of all of this stuff i mean if she weren't your sister and she were actual real quiet she'd be complaining And Steve is here, why, I don't know. I get, I like Steve, guys, but this just, season one, he just really kind of comes off as a, I don't necessarily really want to see Creeper, but she's hugging Matt, and then Steve comes out of nowhere, pulls Matt and DJ apart, and gives her his own congratulatory hug. It's like, congratulations, DJ. And even Matt is like, oh, you didn't notice that. We were in the middle of a hug. Like, Steve, what are you doing? Yes, I'm in full DJ. I'm in that camp. I'm also got a toe in the Matt DJ camp, even though we all know how the series has played out. DJ and Steve are in game. So, but even still, it's like, come on now. Come on. Steve's acting like a jealous boyfriend, and he and DJ aren't even dating. I mean, they went on a couple dates, but they're not official. Come on now. So Steve wishes them good luck. Well, actually, he wishes DJ good luck, because Matt's like, oh, well, that's very big of you, Steve. And Steve's like, oh, well, no, I'm wishing DJ good luck on her clinic. And you, I'm wishing you would go back to Florida and return to your career as an underwear model. And apparently the modeling career of the bikini briefs put Matt through vet school. Good for him. Of course, it's like, where does Steve get his information? Apparently he buys those boxer briefs. And Matt's face was on the box that the underwear briefs came in. All right, so they actually are going to get the photo. The grand opening part two. Everybody smile. And Matt puts an arm around DJ. And then, of course, Steve has to get in there in the middle of them and smiles like, Dude, you're not a third party of the pet clinic. Stop. I like Steve, but I don't like this version of Steve. He's, clingy. He's like Jackson, only 25 years older. Yeah. Just, mm. this Steve, I mean, this is not Full House Steve that we met in season three. Well actually we met his character in season 5 But we officially met his character in season 6 of Full House Through partway into season 7 When they broke up And Steve was never Never like this Okay so Kimmy has been engaged She's been proposed to by Fernando They're going to give it another They're going to give it another go Because we're back at the house Kimmy comes in She's got her wedding dress and Kimmy's like, well, I can't believe I'm marrying Fernando again tomorrow. And DJ's like, yeah, I can't believe it either. It's, an, it's a bad decision. Don't do it. DJ also says, look, you just got engaged yesterday. What is the rush? Exactly, yeah, what is the rush? Because we all know how this episode plays out. <sighs> so Kimmy decides to piggyback off of Jesse and Becky's wedding vow renewals. Like, <sighs> So, I had to play this clip.
2: I got my wedding dress. (laughs) I can't believe I'm marrying Fernando again tomorrow. (laughs) Yeah, I can't believe it either. What's the rush? You just got engaged yesterday. Well, since Jesse and Becky are coming up to renew their wedding vows, Fernando and I could just piggyback right onto their ceremony. (laughs) Everyone's a winner. Except Jesse and Becky. Did they know about this little double ceremony? Nope. I'm waiting for the perfect time to tell them. Like when they're walking down the aisle. Damn. Gibbler style has planned a beautiful weekend for you to celebrate twenty-five years of marriage.
3: Yeah, well, it better be a whole lot of style and very little Gibbler.
2: Come upstairs, and I'll show you your love nest.
1: All right, I I like love nests. No, it's okay. I, I'm good. Yeah, she can carry her own suitcase. With the name Jesse and Becky, because <laughs> of course Stephanie's like, oh yeah, did Jesse and Becky know that you're planning on um making their ceremony a double ceremony with yours. And, of course, Kimmy's like, oh, no, well, I just plan to, you know, pop in there in the middle of the ceremony. It's like, ay, ay, ay. But, of course, who pops in the door? Jesse and Becky, they're there to renew their vows. Aw. And Kimmy has prepared their old apartment into what she refers to as love nest, and Jesse's just so excited. Okay, I love love nests, and of course he leaves Becky with the suitcase. So he's like, "Oh no, don't worry, I got this." Like, ugh. so we go up, and it's really kind of gory, um, with the the blinking lights and the heart and the pictures of Jesse and Becky ones of their in a. And a smaller heart with their wedding picture than on the left and the right in the, the two hoop, you know, heart corners. There's the ones that Jesse and Becky had professionally done when they were dating. Uh Remember when in Full House, Jesse had a framed picture of him and Becky and a framed picture of Becky. And it just kind of makes me think of when Jeremy and I were dating. I think we were like... Not quite two years dating, but we decided to go, I think it was, was it Kmart? We went to Kmart and got uh, our pictures professionally done just, you know, so we'd have something, so. And one of them hangs in our house on the wall. We just look at it and we're like, where did the time go? So Jesse and Becky are celebrating their 25th wedding anniversary. Wow. If that's the case, the Valentine's Day must be, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm yawning. I just woke up just after nine, and it's currently ten, thirty-four. But Jesse just loves to be reminded about his hair, like, oh, thank you. And Kim, I guess, is pouring them champagne or something? And just like, oh, no, 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 not the, I mean, the hair, I love my hair. Like, of course you do, you're Jesse Katsopoulos, hair is like your middle name next to Hermes. Actually, Hermes was his supposed birth name, but they changed it to Jesse, supposedly. I can't remember. Did we ever learn Jesse's middle name? You'd think I would know that. I'm so, I claim to be such a Full House fanatic. Because I know Daniel Ernest Tanner and Joseph Alvin Gladstone. I don't don't know if we know Becky's middle name. You know all the girls' middle names, Stephanie Judith, D- Donna Jo Margaret, and Michelle Elizabeth. So Becky tries to, you know, make a positive out of this. You know, Kimmy, we love our room. It's like our own little honeymoon suite on steroids. And Jesse put, what, their wedding photo above their bed? Okay. Because I know in their apartment, when they're living there in full house, you see around the apartment their attic, that there are many, many pictures of them from their wedding. And Becky, thanks, Kimmy, for, you know, arranging this romantic weekend, making it just about Jesse and Becky. Oh, Kimmy's just about to make the announcement that she and Fernando are going to also be joining in on their renewal ceremony with a, you could even call them renewing their vows anyway, because they're they've already been married I mean, granted he handed her divorce papers so they could get remarried. But before Kimmy can even say anything, Fernando is up there Ah, my fellow groom and of course with his accent Jesse this is like a running joke between Jesse and Fernando that he could just his accent's so thick that he can't understand what he's saying. So, I'm going to play this, this clip here. I just, it's. I know for. It seems like on TV shows, they always like, oh, let's make fun of the person who can't. who has issues with, you know, speaking English or just trouble with the dialect or, or, or however. And, you, you know, growing up, you, you laughed at it. But now it's just. it's borderline. it's offensive. Like, oh, look, we're laughing at this person is struggling with the language barrier. Like, no. it mm. And Full House does it because they want to be funny. And it's Fernando. Because Fernando is so kooky over the top. He's just so out there. But we love Fernando. I mean, yes, he did cheat on Kimmy, and we hate him for that. But he's a good father to his daughter. Granted, the emotional ringer they put Ramona through in this episode is just, it's very nerve-wracking, and it's very sad. Because, like, you guys need to decide what you're going to do. You're going to get married, you're not going to get married, you're going to be engaged forever, whatever the thing. But, this, you have a child to be thinking about, too, and what she's emotionally going through.
3: Wow. Beautiful. Why, thank you. No, not the room. My hair. I love my hair.
2: Kimmy, we love the room. It, it's like our own little honeymoon suite on steroids. <laughs> just to put that photo above our bed. <laughs> thank you so much for arranging this romantic weekend that's all about just the two of us. About that just the two of us thing. <laughs> I have a wonderful surprise.
3: Ah, my follow room. What's a fellow groom? You are my fellow room. What's this man saying? Why is this man kissing me? <laughs> we are getting married together in a beautiful double ceremony. I didn't
1: agree to that. And I'm not paying for that Surprise!
3: either. No. Adding a real wedding could make our day extra romantic. Uh, maybe. Or it's a sneaky way for them to get me to pay for their wedding. Yeah. Good news is both. Uh, I must marry Kimberlina as soon as possible. Our marriage will be new and improved. Before, I was always away racing cars. But from now on, you and Ramona will be with me on the racing circuit. (laughs) glued to my side. Senior Gibler, that's a very moving speech, I think. (laughs) But I didn't agree to anything yet.
2: I'll give you a discount. The Kimmy special. And later tonight, I'll give you the Becky special.
1: Oh, interesting.
3: Oh, mercy. Wow,
1: okay, whatever that was. Come to your
3: follow crew. Thank you, Uncle Jesse. It was kissing. No, 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 kissing. I'm not your uncle. You're everyone's uncle. You're Uncle Jesse.
1: Exactly, he is everyone's Uncle Jesse. Well, I mean, I get where Becky's coming from Like oh honey it'll be good It'll be you know, a real wedding During our renewal ceremony It'll just remind us just how Much in love we are with each other And all about love and marriage And I'm like Yeah that'd be awesome if it were Their first wedding And not <sighs> Let me ask you this Alright let's say like you arranged to have You're going to renew your vows, right? And you're paying money for it. And all of a sudden, the person that you paid money to, to, you know, all this stuff, party planner, what have you, person comes up like, hey, look, um, I know you're planning to renew your vows and that's, everything's fine, everything's good, but we have this other couple that wants to come in and also get married as well. Do you mind doing a double ceremony? I'd be like, no, 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 no. No. I really... I don't care if you're going to give me a discount. The answer is still no. What's supposed to be a nice, beautiful, private moment is now... the invasion of the, the Gibblers. <laughs> but, I mean, Becky and Jess. I mean, Jesse eventually comes around to it. Like, yeah, fine, fine, fine. And he, the only reason he comes around to it is because, well, after... Kimmy's like I'll give you a discount the Gibbler special I'm like okay I'm listening what is this Gibbler special like how much money are you taking off of this first of all I want to know how much you're charging just for the honeymoon suite and then the whole you know we'll get to the backyard and how beautiful it is But, of course, Becky's like, oh, later tonight. I'll give you the uh, Becky special. And he's like, oh, really? And she whispers, and he, we don't hear it, of course. He's like, oh, have mercy. And he's like, okay, okay. And, of course, Fernando, with the hugging and the kissing, is like, please don't kiss me. (laughs) And, of course, Fernando's like, you're Uncle Jesse. And, like, I'm not your uncle. And I agree with him, you're everyone's Uncle Jesse. You're Uncle Jesse. Yes. Although Fernando does slip in the fact that Ramona and Kimmy are going to be with him on the racing circuit, so he's they're going to be traveling with him. Ramona's going to be pulled out of school, going from town to town, city to country, fine all over. Probably having to be homeschooled by somebody, and just travel around you know, for his racing career, which, I don't know, is a pretty lucrative it brings in money and he's doing his thing, okay. That is the first drop of could this fuller house be reduced to a full house? I don't know. I don't know. Or a less full house. Less fuller house, excuse me. Ah! This is beautiful! I love this! Jesse, did he plan a candle at dinner? Aw, it's downstairs. We got the little lights are dimmed. Um, a couple, one by the stairs, one by where the laundry room is, one by where that desk where the phone u- is, and then, of course, one by the um, going down into, I'm guessing is that kind of now Stephanie's apartment? But it's really sweet. Oh, he made her... Da- Is this going to be like a throwback to the Rock the Cradle episode with the... Although we did get a throwback to that in Full House and Room for One More when Jesse made the same meal for Becky when he's like, let's have another baby. Apparently their very first date, they're having that meal. Extra pickles, no onions. Um. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, if you know me, if you're listening to this podcast and other podcasts I've done... Not a fan of pickles. Not a fan of onions. Well, maybe itty-bitty baby diced onions. But very, very finely minced diced onions, barely there onions. But I like onion rings. Oh, those fries look fantastic. Want to play this clip? Oh, I love them. I love them. And it's so sweet. We get to see little hints of, you know, they've been married for 25 years. And it's just so sweet and beautiful they did get married in 1991
0: so
2: oh yes a candlelit dinner yep
3: oh. the exact same meal we had on our very first date <gasps> double cheeseburgers
1: extra, extra pickles, pickles no
3: onions <laughs> oh you are such a romantic we met here 28 years ago when i looked in your eyes i knew you were the one
2: i felt the same way About two years later (laughs) Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: But we're still here and more in love than ever Aww How do we do it?
3: Because we always put each other first
2: That is our secret Hey, you ready for Kimmy's bachelorette party? Yep, let's go (laughs) Love
1: What happened
2: to putting each other first? your turn to put me first. Yeah, yeah. We won't
1: be late, right, girls? No, 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 no. no, no. I love this. Jesse takes Becky's hands and says, we met here 28 years ago. When I looked in your eyes, I knew you were the one. And I love how Becky says, well, it took about a couple years for me. <laughs> Which, I mean, if you think about it, I mean, he was more love at first sight. Like, when he saw her on the steps of the you know, of the entryway of the house there. And he's like, Have mercy and she is just like, Oh, and she thought he was cute and sweet and funny and everything like that. But it it took a little bit for them to actually get together. Oh, she says I felt the same way about two weir- two years later when he's like, "I first time I saw you, I knew you were the one." <laughs> it's just kind of like, <laughs> and I love how she adds, "But we're still here and more in love than ever." Aww, and she asks him like, "Gosh, how did we do it?" And Jesse's like, "Because we always put each other first. Bam! The kitchen door pops open and. DJ, Stephanie, and Kimmy are like, hey, you ready for the bachelorette party? And Becky is just like, yep, let's go. And Jesse's like, well, wait a minute. What happened to putting each other first? Like, yeah, now you can put me first for a change. Yeah. Rickman What do you think about Jesse and Becky? She doesn't. Care. <laughs> She's more interested in the towel rack that's on the floor right now than anything else. You silly girl. So DJ wheels over Tommy's high chair to where Jesse is, and she's like, look, Uncle Jesse, Tommy wants a double cheeseburger, but throw it in a blender first. All right, so now we got Jackson coming down with his, uh, I wouldn't even call it an issue or a dilemma with Lola. It's just he's been riding high on that Lola train since before Fuller House started. I don't know how long he's had this crush on her. But he wants to make a move. And of course Uncle Jesse being the king of moves would probably know how to give Jackson the best advice. And of course with the wedding coming up and the double ceremony, Uncle Jesse's like, Look, there's a wedding happening tomorrow. Girls love weddings. Very romantic. Invite her. And then if the evening goes all well, we just, you know, kiss her on the hand. And he demonst- Jesse demonstrates by kissing Tommy on the hand. And then Uncle Jesse's like, okay, if that goes well, you can proceed to the next move. And Uncle Jesse, of course, proceeds to blow on Tommy's belly. Did it all the time in season one with baby Michelle. And, of course, baby Tommy just loves this. You can tell he's been munching on Cheerios. And, of course, he's got, like, a tooth. So, Jesse's like, oh, you don't need a blender, kid. Here you go. Have this double cheeseburger. I love how Tommy just kind of holds it. And this double cheeseburger is, like, half the size of Tommy's face. And Uncle Jesse's getting ready to, like, bite into his double cheeseburger. And Tommy goes and grabs it. And Uncle Jesse's like, oh, you okay. Here you go. But, of course... Getting back to Jackson, when he sees Uncle Jesse blowing like a raspberry, I hate that term, on uh, Tommy's Tommy. he's like, oh gosh, that's a pretty advanced move. Should I try that? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't think Lola would be into that. Oh, and well, Jesse is like, well, it's to be fair, it's an advanced move. Like, it's, I, I don't even know. Do parents do that to their babies anymore? I mean, I don't have a kid, so... I mean, the kid clearly gets a kick out of it, so I mean, it's basically whatever. Ona comes down with Max, and Max is all like, I smell Mickey D's. It's like, yes, Mickey D's has its... Burger King also has its own distinct smell. I mean, you don't even have to be in a Burger King. You just have to be around one around like 11 o'clock in the morning. And you immediately, you smell that grilled meat. That like, oh, it smells like Burger King. Oh, smells, it must be lunchtime. I smell Mickey D's driving past a McDonald's around like 11 a.m. to noon. Of course, Ramona has to deliver some sad news herself with... Kimmy and Fernando getting remarried. He is planning, like he said, to take them on the racing circuit. Like, you guys are going to travel with me. You're going to be my my little entourage. Coming from country to country, state to state, to city to city. For a kid, that's got to be a blast. But you think after a while, it's like, that's going to get old fast. But with Ramona, she's all about wanting her parents back together and just being a family. Of course... This news hits Max harder than it does Jackson. Jackson's like, oh, I get my own room back. Sweet. I'll help you pack, Ramona, so I can get my own room. Max is all like, Ramona, I don't want you to go. Why wasn't I advised of this? And I'm going out on a limb here saying this reminds me of when Uncle Jesse moved out of the house temporarily. Not, you know, when he got married to Becky, but when he was having a, um... A crisis, uh, mini, I don't even know if you want to call it a breakdown, but just seven month itch, he'd been there for seven months, I gotta, I gotta like step back from this situation and kind of like, uh, re, uh, discover myself, kind of find myself, just reevaluate my priorities, that kind of thing, when he goes to like, uh, Tahoe, skiing in Tahoe, it's the idea like, oh, the house could be less full by one member, but now it would be two members because Kimmy would also be moving out. there. Therein lies the fact that mm, DJ be missing a person. And, and they, they've gotten really close. I mean, I don't know how much span of time between episode one of Fuller House and episode 13 because this... Season dropped all in one day on February 26th. We don't know how long it took to shoot the episodes. If they're doing an episode a week, which I don't know. um, So that would be over the course of three plus months. I don't know. I don't know. Let's move on from this. But I'm going to play this clip because it's just, it's sweet. We kind of learn what the kids, what are going. You know, Jackson, like I said, he's been on the Lola train since day one. And Ramona just wants to get her family back together. If that means moving out of the house, then that's fine. I mean, she does say, you know, I'm really going to miss you guys. We've gotten so close in the time that we've been together. But as I had said, the whole thing with Max saying, why wasn't I informed of this? It kind of makes me think of, like I said, when Jesse just up and left in season one. And DJ said... I can't believe he's leaving, you know? I mean, I after mom died, I thought I'd never get used to somebody living here again. And just... When someone moves in, for even if it's a short amount of time, you get comfortable and f- familiar and you get into a routine, and then something happens to change it where maybe the person moves out, that sometimes creates kind of a break in someone's routine. They're used to, like, things being a certain way. And even, and think about it. I mean, they just lost their dad a year ago. And now they have Kimmy and Ramona move in, and it's like, it doesn't heal their heart 100%, but it just, the idea of two more people there just, you know, makes the ache a little less. And it's just like, oh, you guys are leaving. It's like, uh, It's like... But anyway, all right, like I said, I'm playing this clip. I just, I... I think it's cute. We get to see Uncle Jesse interacting with the baby again. Really sweet. Makes us think of season one Michelle when he was, you know, with Michelle and everything. It's so adorable because John Stamos and baby. He's even got his own, which little uh, Billy Stamos is one. At least, if he's not two already, he's probably going to be two. And it's the cutest little baby ever. Adorable. But anyway, here's a clip. Ready,
2: uh-huh. Hey, Uncle Jesse, do me a favor. Tommy wants a double cheeseburger. Just make sure you throw it in the blender first.
3: Yeah.
2: <laughs> Uncle Jesse, get a minute.
3: Apparently, I have all night.
2: So, do you know Ramona's friend, Lola? Uh, no, I don't. Well, she is hot. Mm. I want to make a move, and you're the king of moves.
3: It's it is idiot to told you that? You did? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> now you're in luck because there's a wedding tomorrow. Girls love weddings, so invite her to the wedding, right? You get her to the wedding, you let the music play, you let all the romance take over, and you kind of grab her hand like this, and you give her a little kiss. And if she gets all caught up in the romance, then you move in for the big one It goes a little something like this.
1: Um. Oh, you know, that baby loves it.
3: Be a little advanced
2: for you. Yeah. <laughs> I my so.
0: oh, I got some bad news
2: for you guys. After the <laughs> wedding, Papa said that me and my mom are moving out. I get my own room back? Awesome! <laughs> I, I mean, gee, I'm really going to miss you. <laughs> yeah,
3: right.
2: You and Kimmy are moving out? Why was I not consulted? <laughs> I just found out. I'm psyched for my family getting back together, but I'm actually going to miss you guys. Except you. I don't really know you at all.
3: <laughs> I love that. Oh, I'm Uncle Jesse. I'm everyone's uncle. Okay, I'm your father.
2: Well, the important thing is I get my room back. Come on, I'll help you pack. <laughs> Pardon my friend, but this is Bol baloney
3: Let me shake You got any teeth? Oh, yeah. you got a tooth. We don't need a blender. Here. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah, let's see this baby trying to eat that double cheeseburger. Gah. Like, I think this would be. Oh!
0: Yeah.
1: I love some of the stock footage that they have, like the Bay Bridge at night, or the Golden Gate Bridge, or the Bay Bridge. At night, just as. It's slowly transforming from like dusk to evening and it's just the bridges lit up. It's so gorgeous. I love it. Hey, right, now we come back to the house. The Bachelorette party is gonna continue. We got Stephanie and DJ Kimmy and Becky all singing the wannabe song by the Spice Girls. Loved that song. Oh that was in my that was my high school days, everybody. So they're all singing the wannabe song Of course coming into the kitchen And we see Uncle Jesse sitting in a chair Is that the rocking chair from upstairs But oh He's got baby Tommy there And oh it's Just so sweet Cause Becky definitely In season one she does come off As someone who You know her sons are in college now She embanked Im- Jessie are in their 50s She gets a, the baby craze feel like, When she sees Tommy Like she wants that again They didn't Unfortunately even though In like season 7 or 8 Jesse wanted a baby And Becky's like Well I'd like to have one too Of course they don't do it And they run a full house And of course The time span between 1995 and 2016 That's 21 years Maybe it just, it wasn't time then Because they, you know, they had their two boys They had their hands full And if you think about it, their boys just graduated high school Like what, probably five years prior? So I gotta play this clip, I love this Where Jesse's like, it's 2am Tell me where you were, where you really, really were (laughs) It's
3: 2am, why don't you tell me where you were, where you really, really were
2: Dance recital. An all male Australian dance
0: recital. Oh, she's got Oh, look at
2: Come on, I can't wait to get you upstairs.
3: Now, you did promise me the Becky special.
2: <laughs> Not you, Tommy. Aww. And Becky is going to tuck you into bed. Yes.
3: Come on, yes this must be our romantic weekend. Don't make me give myself the Becky special.
1: Okay, we don't need to know that. Thank you. Well, the rest of the girls go downstairs to what is Stephanie's little apartment. And Becky is like, Oh, I can't wait to get you upstairs. And of course, Jesse's like, Great. She's like, No, I'm talking to Tommy as she picks it. She's getting her baby fixed, is what she's getting. She's gonna tuck him into bed. It's so cute. Of course, Jesse's like, don't make me give myself the Becky special. Like, okay, we don't need to know what that is. So we go downstairs with Kimmy, Stephanie, and DJ, and they're like, oh, let's call Michelle. And it's like, it's a season finale. We're not going to cure Michelle, but at least this is as good as it's going to get. They're all going to go through every single one of her catchphrases. From, you got it, dude. You're in big trouble, mister. No way, Jose. Like, a gazillion of them. Ooh,
2: let's call Michelle. Oh, yeah. It's five in the morning in New York. Oh, perfect. <laughs> oh, voicemail. Why you not come to my wedding? <laughs> You're in big trouble, mister. There we go. No way, Jose. Ah, <laughs> uh, nuts. <laughs> oh, you <laughs> got it, dude. <laughs> Call Kathy Santoni. Yeah.
0: What's going on with her? We gotta
2: call everybody tonight because tomorrow I'll be married and back living with Fernando. And then it's bye-bye, She-Wolf Pack. Oh, no, no, no. She-Wolf Pack is forever. No matter where we are. Oh, She-Wolf Pack how? Oh we should drink all the time.
0: Maybe oh, not.
2: So Deej, who are you bringing to my wedding? Matt or Steve? It's like The Bachelorette. Oh, yeah. No, I'm going solo. Okay, I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. But that's the best part of The Bachelorette. (laughs) You want to see some guy crying on the back of a limo. (laughs) Just pick Steve. He's super cute. No, 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 pick Matt. He's super sexy. Mm. I just need to listen to my heart. Well, if you listen to some other parts of your body, you'll pick Matt. <laughs> okay. Night, little sis. Come on, Good Kimmy. Come on.
3: When you hear the beep, speak. <clears throat> <clears throat> Not you, Rusty, the caller.
2: Hey, yo, Matt, it's, uh, it's Stephanie, DJ's little sister. Okay, you need to get your butt over here tomorrow because you're going to be DJ's date for Kimmy's wedding, Okay. All right, go team Matt. Be up in a minute. Hey, Steve. Sorry to wake you up, but great news. Your DJ's date for my wedding tomorrow. (laughs) Yes, I've been drinking. (laughs) And yes, gifts are welcome. We could really use a cheese knife.
1: It's like 5 a.m. in New York, and they're like, oh, let's call Michelle? And they're, like, throwing her catchphrases, like, no way, Jose, "Ah, oh, nuts, you got it. And the last one, of course, is, you got it, dude. <laughs> Shame we couldn't hear that voicemail, but, I mean, how are we going to do that? You'd have to get an Olsen twin. to like. And I think at that point we'd be cool with, like, just listening to their voice on speakerphone or, or seeing a shot of them, like, on Skype or something, at DJ's wedding, like, bring a laptop or whatever, like that almost feels like the season five episode nine a modest proposal where steve proposes and everything and at the end the girls are celebrating at the house and danny's like oh i'm so happy you know i can have my you know three girls again it's almost like almost feels like the writers are saying we give up like michelle's not coming back of course she's not we've tried or the Olsons aren't coming back. We've tried, so it's almost like okay. So Kimmy is not going to be that substitute daughter that Michelle was supposed to be. Or I, I that that's what I'm getting from that. Just you know, they wrote that line for Bob Saget as Danny Tanner to say like, "I'm ha- now I have you know three girls or something or whatever." You're in big trouble, Mister. That was another one that Michelle would say. Because Kimmy's like, why are you not coming to my wedding? You in big trouble, mister. <sniffs> of course, they're like, oh, let's call Kathy Santoni. We got to call everybody because Kimmy's like, once I'm married to Fernando tomorrow, then that's it. I'm moving out of the house and we're going to go, you know, live together. He and I and Ramona. And it's like, let's call everybody. Let's call. I'm like, oh, yeah, let's call Jake Bitterman, Kevin Gwynn, um, um, uh, uh, Charles Let's call Charles. <laughs> no, <laughs> let's let's think of everybody that we can call. We've they don't see actually. Kathy Santoni does show up. I think in season two for the high school reunion. That would have been an amazing. T- bring back Kevin Gwynn. Bring back Jake Bitterman. For that would have been great. Instead we got Viper who didn't go to that school and Nelson. Also, didn't go to that school, played by Hal Sparks, and not Jason Marston. But it's like, come on! You wasted a perfectly good opportunity to bring back actual... But then again, think about it. it was Vin, that was Van Atta. So, and with all the redistricting that Stephanie's... You know, when she... Like, why did I get stuck in DiMaggio? Because so-and-so went here, so-and-so went there, so-and-so went there... So who knows where Bitterman and Kevin Quinn? I mean, I think after the whole drinking episode, Kevin Quinn's parents are like, you know what, son, public school is not for you. We don't trust you. We are sending you to a military school or an all-boys school, or we are just—you're not going back to Vanetta. We can't trust you. So Kimmy and Stephanie ask DJ, "Who are you bringing to the wedding tomorrow?" And, of course, Kimmy's like, oh, you need to bring Steve because you guys are Endgame and he is so sweet. Of course, Stephanie's like, oh, no, no, no. You need to bring Matt because he's super sexy. And, of course, DJ's like, no, I want to go with my heart on this one. I don't want to hurt anyone's feelings. I'm just going alone. And, of course, Stephanie's like, oh, well, you should be listening to other parts of your body and you'll choose Matt. Like, okay, okay. <laughs> Oh, this is the thing. Oh, when Stephanie is calling Matt after, um, because DJ and Kimmy are sharing a room. And, um, uh, <laughs> Matt's like, When you hear the beep, speak. And then you hear this dog barking. And then, of course, he's like, No, not you, Rust- Rusty. I'm talking to the person on the phone. And I'm thinking, Rusty immediately makes me think of Rusty from Ter- uh, Tanner and. Or Terror in Tanner Town, which I will be getting to that episode for April Fool's Day. So Stephanie's like, hey, Matt, it's DJ's little sister. By the way, you're going to be DJ's date at the wedding tomorrow. Upstairs, DJ goes upstairs. And Kimmy, of course, is like, I'm going to get myself some cheese. And DJ's like, well, don't eat too much because you're going to like, we're sharing a bed. It's like. Probably because, you know, cheese sometimes, uh, dairy. I don't know if it makes people fart or just you have terrible gas. I guess it just depends on the person. And, of course, Kimmy pulls out a block of cheese and just starts eating it like a, nibbling on it like a mouse. And I'm like, I don't like, mm, I don't, I don't, mm, no. Not to mention that is family cheese. You just start, like, gnawing on it. He calls up Steve and says, hey, you're going to be DJ's date at my wedding, so this is going to be fun when Matt and Steve arrive (laughs) and they're both there to be her date and DJ has no idea. Of course, it's kind of funny because uh, it's like 2.30 a.m. and of course, Steve, like other people, are probably sleeping at this hour and she's like, yes, I've been drinking. (laughs) Because of course, it's like, It's like 3 in the morning, like, either somebody's calling you because they're drunk, or something terrible happened. I would rather someone call me when they're drunk, which I don't know anybody, really, that drinks. But I'd rather, honestly, I mean, anybody! You'd rather have that happen than someone calling you at 3 a.m. saying something terrible happened to a family member. right, now we're in Ramona's room. It's the day of the wedding. Ramona is helping Kimmy get ready. She's got these big plastic pink curlers in her hair. And it's like, oh, you weren't there for the first one, but I'm happy you could be here for this wedding. And, of course, Kimmy mentions how Ramona ended up being born, like, two weeks later after she and Fernando got married. I love Kimmy's sheep rope. It's like a light carnation pink with like white sheep with like black stick legs. And it's so cute. They're like fluffy little clouds, but they're sheep. So, Ramona is voicing her concern, like, can't Papa move in with us? Because, you know, she's gotten attached to the family. I know she was kind of like, ah, why are we moving in with the tan- the Fullers? I just, uh, don't want to do that. And disrupting her life and her friends and her school and all that. But now, it's been a few months. Or maybe it's been six months. I don't know. But she just, yeah, she doesn't want to leave these people that have grown to, you know, she's grown to care for and love and everything. She feels like like she's part of an extended family. And of course, Kimmy's like, Well, honey, your dad, your father, your papa, is on the racing circuit. So he's going to be moving around. And we got to go with him. So I'm going to play this clip.
2: Honey, I love that you're going to be part of my wedding. You missed the first one, (laughs) (laughs) but only by a couple of weeks. (laughs) Can't papa move in with us? I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I like living here. It's fun being part of a big family. Aw, oh, sweetheart. You don't have to live here to be part of this family. I've been barging in here for 30 years. That's true, she has. you know Lola. Which tie would you like? <laughs> the one without the Santa Claus? Yeah. I'll go with my J-Money money tie. Thank oh, and uh, just so you know, Max says he's not coming to your wedding. What? He ordered the swordfish. <laughs>
1: Love how Kimmy, of course, this is a throwback to her days on Fuller House. She's like, oh, you don't have to live here to be part of this family. I mean, I've been barging in for like 30 years. (laughs) It's true, she has. Jackson, of course, comes in wearing a nice, sharp blue dress shirt, and he's got a couple ties. Like, alright, which one you know Lola best? What one would she like? The one with the Benjamin Franklin on the tie? Or the Santa Claus? And... Ramona's like, well, definitely not the Santa Claus. And, of course, Jackson's been going around calling himself J-Money since, I don't know, episode two of Fuller House, and it's just like, dude, stop. I prefer his... He he gives him... No one else gives this boy a nickname, but he gives himself nicknames. I prefer Action Jackson over J-Money any day of the week. Also, Jackson tells... Kimmy Max has no intention of coming to the wedding and of course Kimmy said, Well wait a minute, no, he ordered the swordfish. Has anyone ever had swordfish? Is it good? I've never had it. I I, I like fish. I just I like it in the Gordon's fisherman's yellow bat. I, I don't eat a lot of fish. Of course we gotta find out what's going on with Max. Why is he not coming to the wedding?
2: Max, is something wrong? <laughs> Please Don't marry Fernando. I don't want you and Ramona to leave. Mm. Aw, Max. We're still going to see each other. But you got to come to my wedding. I saved the most important job for you. You have to be my lord of the wedding rings. (laughs) Like Frodo. (laughs) Exactly. You're going to walk down the aisle, just like Frodo did, when he delivered the golden rings to King Fernando and... Uncle Jesse the Elf. (laughs) I don't think you saw the movie. (laughs) Can Tommy help me? Because Furtle had Samwise Gamgee. That's a great idea. I love you, Kimmy. Aww. Aww. I love you too, Max. That's so sweet. I'll try not to cry. It's okay. Everybody cries at weddings. Sometimes they even cry a little before the
1: wedding. (laughs) So, yeah, Kimmy's like, Max, what's wrong? Why aren't you coming to the wedding? He's like, I don't want you and Ramona to leave. Aw, buddy. And he is reading Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I'm like, when, I didn't see the cover at first. And I just made a, I just made a jump. I'm like, okay. Because it had like a like the the pages and print. I'm like, could that be Harry Potter? And Kimmy takes a book from him. We see the cover: Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets. I'm like, yes! Oh, Harry Potter reference. We also get a Lord of the Rings reference as Kimmy is going to call him the Lord of the Wedding Rings, and of course, he has to bring them to King Fernando and what do you say, Lord Jesse or something like that, and of course. Max is like, I don't think you saw the movie. <laughs> and of course, Max is like, well, Frodo has his Samwise Gemji. Can I have Tommy be my, I don't know, what what was Samwise was Frodo, I've seen the movies, it's been a very long time, was like, uh, not an apprentice, not a, I don't know, even if you want to call Samwise Gemji a sidekick or something, I don't know. I think that's cute like the incorporates that into the wedding that she makes a little roll for him to kind of like hey I'm gonna miss you it's gonna be great it'll be fine and of course Max is like I promise not to cry during the wedding and like, I love you Kimmy and she's like oh I love you too Max and they hug and of course Kimmy's like oh sometimes you even cry before the wedding it's just so sweet Alright, so the whole wedding and date fiasco is going to take place now as the doorbell rings, DJ comes down, Matt is dressed very impeccably in a beautiful suit, and Kimmy and Stephanie are going to witness this little kerfuffle confusion.
2: I got it! I'll get
0: in it!
3: I guess I'm early for the wedding, but I wasn't given a specific time.
2: Given a specific time by who? Freeze! What did you do? I did nothing. It was the five tequila shots that did the inviting.
3: What is he doing here?
2: so effective. Did you do what I think you did? I plead the fifth tequila. Well, you three probably want to be alone. Oh yeah, don't let us intrude. Freeze! I knew it wouldn't work forever.
3: I gotta say, this whole matter, Steve, thing is really starting to get to me. Some nights I'm having trouble sleeping. <sighs> Me too. Are you getting uh, acid reflux? Oh. <sighs> Big time. Roll aid? Oh, yes. Yes, please. Thank you. Wow, such fast relief. <laughs> Teach, Matt is obviously a great guy and easy on the eyes. I'm clearly the better match for you, but you just got to make a decision already. And I agree. I mean, Steve is always well, cute as a puppy. Aww. Plus he was your first boyfriend, but who knows? I might just be your last.
0: <sighs>
3: After
2: the wedding, I promise I'll make a decision. Okay, good. Great.
1: I'. <laughs> So then Steve also comes in. He's like, oh, what is he doing here? And it turns out DJ knows both Kimmy and Stephanie had a hand in this because they all, they turn, those two girls turn to leave. And it's like, phrase, phrase. And of course, they're like already in the kitchen around the corner. <laughs> and I kind of like how the fact that. This isn't, it doesn't end in a scuffle. It doesn't end up with these two guys brawling over DJ. They even go so far as to say, oh, I've been having trouble sleeping. Have you had trouble sleeping too, Steve? Oh, here's a roll aid. Because Steve's like, yeah, I mean, I also have acid reflux. Are you getting that as well? And Matt offers Steve a roll aid. <laughs> and it's basically the show is a dress. The characters are addressing what we, the viewers, already know. This whole Team Steve, Team Matt dilemma. We've seen it on so many things. I mean, I first remember hearing about this stuff way back with the whole Twilight Team, Jacob, Team Edward. And also then you had, you know, with the Hunger Games, it was Team Gale, Team PETA. They still do it to this day. It's always going to be a girl, there's always going to be a guy, there's always going to be another guy that's going to come in and try to swoop in and steal the girl's heart. And you're like, are you team so-and-so or team so-and-so? But, I mean, I like how Matt and Steve even kind of talk each other up. Like, Steve's like, yeah, I mean, Matt is just, he's very good looking and everything like that. And a nice guy. And Matt's like, yeah, and, you know, I mean, Steve is as cute as a puppy. I get it. He's your first love, your first boyfriend. And he takes, Matt takes DJ's hand and said, but I could be your last. DJ finally says, look, and she's holding both their hands. I will make a decision after the wedding. And, of course, she proceeds to go walk towards the kitchen. Both guys are still holding her hands. And, of course, it's comical as they try to go through the doorway. It's just like... And guys, if you've seen this episode, you know how it ends. So now we're going to move outside to the wedding ceremony. All right, so Stephanie, this is all, it's so beautiful. This whole thing, it's set up in the backyard for the ceremony. So many flowers, so many different colors. A lot of red, a lot of white. Of course, it's, you know, around Valentine's Day, so. And guess who's officiating? Officiating officiating the ceremony it's right reverend gladstone oh you boy yeah he probably got hit i'm sure he did that uh where you can become like a minister to officiate a ceremony online joy comes out wearing his detroit red wings jersey with the c on it he's got a hockey stick and i don't know what it's it's like a white slip underneath to represent, like, a robe. Of course, with him officiating the ceremony dressed in hockey gear, well, the jersey and a, carrying a hockey stick, he has all these hockey puns. I'm going to play this clip. Gimler-style party planning
2: is pleased to announce that <laughs> officiating
3: you bless you bless you all (laughs) my sons are you ready to drop the puck joy i'm glad you're finally embracing your female side (laughs) well jess in order to get my minister's license i started a religion inspired by my love of hockey that's the dumbest thing i've ever heard
0: yeah i call it our lady of the
3: dumbest thing I've ever heard.
1: So they have Ramona being the flower girl. You got a few rows of seats on one side of the aisle with Lola and Jackson. And then when Ramona's done with the flower petal throwing, she will sit there. And then, of course, Max is going to come with the ring. So it's the ring bear. And, of course, his faithful sidekick, Tom Wise Gamgee. And on the other side of the aisle, we have DJ sitting between Matt and Steve on what looks like a chase lounge, however you say it. Joey comes down the aisle, he's like, bless you, bless you all. He turns to Jesse and Fernando, is like, my sons, are you ready to drop the puck? Of course we get a, I don't know what kind of joke this is supposed to be, as Jesse's like, Joey, I'm glad you're finally embracing your feminine side. It's a nice dress. So in order to get his minister's license, so he didn't go to ordainaminister.com, if that's her website. Apparently he had to create his own religion, which is Our Lady of the Holy Goalie. Stephanie, of course, she's on the keyboards and when Ram- Ramona comes down, it just sounds like she's doing the, the baseball anthem. Like, da 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 CHARGE! Yeah, Max comes out wearing a, b- a beautiful suit. And apparently, those are his church clothes. He says, I am Lord of the Rings, accompanied by my faithful companion, Tom Wise Gamgee. And he is pushing Tommy in this cute little red mini convertible thing. It's probably like a wagon type of thing but it looks like it's the front end is like a car. It's so adorable. Of course, Jesse's like, well, I have no idea what you're talking about. Can we have the rings, please? Um, I love how Max has got the rings because he got one for Fernando, one for Jesse, and they're on either of Max's thumbs. <laughs> it's so funny. And, of course, Jesse takes them and "Okay, like, okay, you can, you can sit down now. And I love, it's like John, this is John Stamos smiling at the, this kid, Max, he's just, he's on fire. He's on point with his, his lines. And it's just comedic timing. is just boom. I think in Andrea Barber's memoir, full circle, when she was saying how Jeff, um, Jeff Franklin said, I think the reason Fuller House didn't come when, you know, around when it did, like we had to wait because we had to wait for Elias Harger. To be born, Elias Harger plays Max. I'm like, yeah, true, true. Because out of the three boys, Elias Harger steals the show as Max. He is just, he's got the best lines. Max is like, really, that was the whole deal. Really. I put on my church clothes for that. (sighs) Ugh. I just I love it. just John Stamos as Jesse's just like grinning like this kid this he's he's eating up the scene it's just amazing and when M- Matt's is like hey this was a whole deal I put on my church clothes clothes for this and you hear Jesse off screen like yeah That's <laughs> just grunts like Ugh. so Stephanie wrote a beautiful song that she. Made for Jesse and Becky, especially for them, and since Fernando and Kimmy are also getting married, I guess it's going to be for them as well. It's It's so beautiful. I love this song. Jody Sweden has a beautiful voice. song as Becky and Kimmy come down the aisle, both gorgeous wedding dresses. Of course, we get romantic looks from DJ and S- and Matt, and then of course Steve, like, takes his finger underneath DJ's chin to turn her face to him, and it's just like, uh, I don't, I don't like Steve like this. Eventually, I think he does mellow out season... Five enough, but it's just like oh my goodness, the the season one they really needed to like smooth out his character because he's just coming off as a bit of a creeper in a way that I don't. This is not the Steve Hale from Full House, and I get that people over time they get older, maybe the personalities change a little bit, but this just he just comes off, and I think it it gets me in the the same. F- frame of mind is what I see Jackson doing with Lola that desperation and just neediness and I just I don't like that I mean it's one thing because Jackson's like 12 13 years old but Steve is almost 40 if not 40 years old when he does that like turns DJ to face him she just has this look of I'm comfortable, And then a look of, wow, I'm really conflicted between these two guys. So Jackson here, while he's sitting next to Lola, makes his move. He takes Lola's hand and kisses it, kind of doing a, what Jesse did to Tommy, like a little kiss on the hand. Lola immediately pulls her arm away, like, <laughs> I don't like that. Don't, don't touch me. Don't do that, please. We have Ramona Smiling down at baby Tommy, and we have Max smiling across the way to Cosmo, who's in his doghouse. We have, ugh, Joey saying "I love you" to Mr. What? Mr. Woodchuck is there? Why? I was never a big fan of Mr. Woodchuck. I really wasn't. Actually, turns out I was reading on Twitter, because um, I also follow Dave Coulier, that Mr. Woodchuck was actually developed by Dave Coulier and a puppeteer for the show. This wasn't a puppet that Dave Coulier had at home and just incorporated into the show. They actually created a puppet for the character and the show. So, that's pretty interesting. I didn't know that. So, I'm going to play the ceremony here. It's just It's sweet. We've been with Becky and Jesse since they first met in Full House in Season 2, Tanner versus Gibbler. We saw them get married in Season 4 and have babies together. And with Fernando and Kimmy, I mean, this is like Season 1, Episode 13. We've only seen them for the course of, you know, 13 episodes and really gotten to know Fernando. And just the impression of Fernando is just... He's a he's a cheater. And he's just he just come anyone who's a cheater is gonna come off just not good. He might be a great father to his daughter, but Maybe he with this he's turning over a new leaf. And I'm gonna play this clip because it's so sweet. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here to celebrate twenty-five years of marital bliss between
3: Jesse and Becky. Teammates for life. Fernando and Kimmy, who, after a two-day intermission, are ready for a rematch. (laughs) Couple number one, recite your vows. Ow! Becky, you're everything I've ever dreamed of, and more than I deserve. I love you now, and I love you forever. Jess, I am the luckiest woman on Earth. I love spending every
2: day with you. I love laughing with you. I love loving you.
3: Thank you for the most incredible 25 years of my life.
1: What the heck, Joey?
3: Time for a line change. Fernando and Kimmy, hit the ice. (laughs) Berlina, I thought true love was only true in love songs and Fifty Shades of (laughs) Grey. The book, not the movie. (laughs) But when I'm with True coming truly (laughs) true. So true. (laughs) Kimmy?
2: Fernando, for the past 15 years, you've made every day an adventure. I don't always understand what you're saying.
3: (laughs) (laughs) I always know that you love me. And
2: I love you too.
3: Fernando, Jesse, do you take... Kimmy and Becky, to be your lawfully wedded wife, and your already wedded wife? <laughs> I do. Kimmy and Becky, do you take Fernando and Jesse uh, to be uh, what I just said? I do. I. I. The next one
2: is
3: do.
1: Joey has Becky and Jesse recite their vows to each other. He's going to lose that whistle. I mean, he's blowing it right within, like, not even a foot away from Jesse and Becky. It's like, you're going to blow out their eardrums. I love what Jesse says here as, Becky, you're more than I ever dreamed of and more than I deserve. Oh, I love you now and I'd love you forever. Oh, that is so beautiful. But I love what she says to him even more. She starts out by saying, I am the luckiest woman on earth. I love spending every day with you. You know, I love laughing with you, and I love loving you. And thank you for the most incredible 25 years of my life. Just think about it. Over the time, you know, the course of the show Full House, we've seen their ups and downs. We've seen them almost get married at the Alibaba Wedding Hotel and Chapel. We've seen them actually break up, and they've gone through you know, fights and and arguments and breakups and all of this stuff, but they come back even stronger. And just the fact that they've survived 25 years of, I mean, how many, honestly, how many people can make it to 25 years? I mean, this year will be my and Jeremy's 13th wedding anniversary. And I definitely can see us getting to 25. So now we have... Kimmy and Fernando, and he starts off by saying, I thought true love was only true in love songs and Fifty Shades of Grey. The book, not the movie. I've never seen the movie. And he tells her, but when I'm with you, I know true love can truly, can be truly true. And Joey's like, so true. And I love what Kimmy says. It's just, it's, wow. Just Fernando for the last 15 years. So they've been together Ramona just turned 13 in season one, so they've been together for a couple years before, you know, they got married, or before Ramona was born. She says how he's made every day an adventure. <laughs> she says, I don't always understand what you're saying. It's like, yes, I understand the language barrier. Sometimes it is hard, to, but that doesn't stop you from loving that person. But she says, but I always know that you love me. And I love you too. Oh, Kimmy, this, aw. And he he really kind of wraps this up here with just like, Fernando, Jesse, do you take Kimmy and Becky to be your lawfully wedded wife and your already wife? And then, of course, he reverses it with um, Kimmy and Becky. However, when it gets to Kimmy and she's promising to say I do again, she does pull a runaway bride. She does get cold feet. But she only runs as far as the house. And Ramona, of course, even though she's 13, she feels, and it seems like a lot of times they do tend to put her in the position of her having to be the adult to her parents. It's almost like Ramona's trying to talk her mom down off of that ledge, and you know a child of you know divorced and now soon to be wed parents this is very, very confusing for her. The only thing if she really wants is her parents to be together, like either stay of di- stay divorced or or get married or whatever, but stop jerking this kid around that's don't don't do that to your kid. Divorce is a messy situation for anyone, but when you have kids in the mix, i sure it's a because bil- you've got another person's feelings and emotions to consider aside from your own. Kimmy is kind of on the verge of a mini meltdown here, and Ramona's just trying to like, t- why don't you try talking, what are you feeling, and she's like, I feel like I want to eat. I starved myself for an hour and a half to fit into this dress. She's like, well, do you want to marry Papa? And Kimmy's like, I think that I do, but then I also think that I don't. It's like, I get she's conflicted because her husband cheat on her many times. I cannot, because it has gotta be... And at the end of the day, she's probably asking herself, who am I doing this for? Am I doing this for me because I truly love Fernando and feel that he honestly loves me, even though he's done this to me and done this to our daughter? Or am I doing it for our daughter so that way... She can feel like she has a whole, complete, happy family. Like, yeah, a lot of it is just she's worried about putting Ramona through all of that hurt again. Like, what if things don't work out with your papa? I don't want to put you through all that heartache again. She's just mouth-gasming with the cake that she's shoveling. Like, my goodness, girl! She's getting that cake. She's getting that cake energy, that cake high, that uh, sh- that sugar high, if you will. Every time she takes a bite and says, mmm, "Oh, this cake is so good." Does she, I love this. She hands her a fork to Ramona, like, "Dig in. You'll feel a lot better." I want to play this clip because I love this scene. It just shows Kimmy's conflicted emotions and how she is trying to put her daughter. You know, she's considering her daughter's feelings. Like, do I do this? for you or do I do it for me or yeah What and, and what does Ramona feel about this too I mean like she's like mom where's your head at what are you thinking won't you let me know how you're feeling and everything so we can kind of figure this out mom what are you doing
2: don't you want to marry papa I think I do but then I think I don't man that cake looks good Then I'm also feeling guilty about turning your life upside down Oh, screw it
1: Yeah. Okay, Aww. So
3: Jess, is that hockey
1: stick made of wood? Okay, you need to stop with the woodchuck. Yeah, hit him over the head. Dang that woodchuck. All right, here we go. Uh, Round two. decides, like, all right, I'm going to go out there, after, you know, after talking talk with Ramona, I'm going to get married, and then I'm going to have milk. have to go with the cake to watch the cake down. So she goes out there, like, uh, all right, round two, here we go. She goes up there, and Joey's like, all right, well, he's doing the thing with the woodchuck, and it's like, enough with the woodchuck. I'm over the woodchuck. Mr. Woodchuck can move on as of 1995. We could have seen him in the pilot and been done with Okay, enough with the wood check. Okay, so, yeah. Joey's like, okay, Jesse, Fernando, do you? And they're like, I do. How about you girls? Becky, no problem. I do. Kimmy, I, I, ah. Uh. Boom! She turns around and runs right back down that aisle, and of course it's like, all right, DJ's, I got, I got this, I got this. Stephanie, come with me. They go in there. Kimmy is still going to town on that cake. She goes, hey, DJ Stephanie, grab a fork. You you have to have the cake. And it's really not complicated to Stephanie, who is currently unattached. We haven't met Jimmy yet. We won't meet him, of course, until season two. And she's like, look, because DJ's even like, you think you got problems? I have my own dilemma with with Matt and Steve. And Stephanie, who's unattached, can see it clear as day. Well, look, marry Fernando, don't marry Fernando. Even DJ is like, look, you want my advice? Don't marry Fernando. Because he just, he's been a rotten person, he's cheated on you. And, and Stephanie's like, look, marry him. If it doesn't work out, divorce him. You can marry him again. DJ... Go with Matt, go with Steve, whoever. Just pick somebody, or don't pick somebody. These things that are so complicated are pretty easy from someone who's not in a relationship. Can easily sit back and see, okay, I know how you can fix this. I know how you can fix that. These are my suggestions. Take them or don't. So, Kimmy decides, yes. You're right, DJ. We are independent women. Women. I don't need a man. I'm gonna go marry Fernando, and out the door she goes. All right. Ding. Round three. Angel.
0: Sorry,
2: sorry, just a little cold feet. They're all warmed up now.
3: I'm skipping to the I do's. I know you two do been pretty darn consistent. <laughs> Kimmy Gibbler, do you promise to take Fernando as your husband? Please say I do. I... I... I oh. Stop! No! no, 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 no,
0: no. no.
1: See,
3: we have formed an impenetrable circle around you.
2: Fernando, I'm sorry, but this just doesn't feel right. I don't want our family on the racing circuit. (laughs) Ramona is really happy here. I love living with Stephanie and DJ and her boys. I like my life the way it is, and I'm not ready to change it.
3: But what about us?
2: I love you, and I still want you in my life. Okay, people, what are we
3: doing? We are well into overtime.
0: Yeah, really. Kimberly Louise (laughs) Gibler,
3: do you promise to remain engaged to Fernando for as long as you feel like it? I do. There we we go.
1: Thank you.
3: Couple.
1: Who, are Who are gone? They're gone. Yes, yeah, goodbye? No. Now
3: let's get out of here Kimmy me with the bill. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm yes, just let your wife carry the luggage, which is probably yours anyway. Kimmy tries to run a third time, of course, and everyone blocks her. Like you're not running down this aisle. She actually tries to go over the fence. Fernando picks her up. She's like, Fernando, put me down. And finally, it's just like, I can't do this. I can't marry you. I I, I don't want to be on the racing circuit with you. Ramona likes it here. I like being with Stephanie and DJ and her sons. I don't, you know, I mean, it's not that she doesn't love Fernando. It's just that she's not ready to do this again. Joey here, who's clearly perturbed, who, I mean, I would be too at this point. It's like, for heaven's sake. All right. Because he's looking at his watch like, I could be doing something else right now. And he's like, look, Kimberly Louise Gibbler, do you promise to be engaged for however long you want to be engaged for? And, of course, Kimmy says, I do. And it's like, finally, we have an I do. Hoi vey. And, of course... Joey's like, well, for that other couple, Jesse and Becky, where did they, they're not here. Yeah, they slipped out while their, uh, Kimmy was going for round three down the aisle. Um, yeah, they're just, they're getting out of there. Like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be stuck with this bill from Kimmy. They're pulling their own runner. And of course, yes, Becky has to carry both her overnight bag, which is probably hers, and then that orange bag. Suitcase, which is probably all Jesse's hair supplies and whatever else he brings with him. Now let's finish up with Jackson and Lola, and then, of course, we have the big, big DJ Matt and Steve to get through.
2: Thanks for coming, Lola. Sorry I wasn't more romantic. Are you kidding? Your family's a freak show. Do you want to hug goodbye? No,
1: thanks. Aww. Kissy, kissy.
0: Did you see that?
1: J Money just got some honey. Okay, don't ever say that about yourself. Ayo, you, I'm so glad
2: you're
1: staying. Oh my god, go away, go away, please.
0: I'm glad you're staying too. <laughs> Thanks, Max. Hey,
1: does Lisa have a little sister? I doubt it. Okay, no, no, Max Money. <laughs> that, was, that was a cute scene. I thought that was funny. Jackson's like, sorry it wasn't more romantic. And, of course, Lois like, are you kidding? Your family's like a freak show. And I had to laugh, like, oh. But she's not saying it to be mean. It's just like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, oh, uh, can I have a hug? And she's like, uh, no. And then she she kisses him, like, right on the lips. And of course, this is just enough for Jackson for forever. Like, oh my goodness. He could live a year just based off that kiss alone. Can we please drop the J-Money, please? The J-Money who got some honey. It's like, Lola, or, yeah, Ramona, I'm glad that you're staying. And then he's out the door to celebrate. Of course, Max is happy that Ramona is also staying. And, like, oh, does Lola have a little sister? Because Max Money wants some honey too. Like, no, no, Max Money. No, no, no. Mad Max, I like that. Mighty Max, I think that's adorable. But no, Max Money. All right, now we got to get to the. Del- oh my god! They finished that whole cake! And notice there are still stacks of plates there, so no one else has gotten any. So Steve and Matt are still out in the backyard waiting for DJ to make a choice. Hey, Kimmy finally made her choice after some prodding. DJ, you got to either make a choice whether you want them, whether you don't want them, but let's wrap this up, please. I'm sure when I watched this originally, I thought she was going to choose one of them. So Kimmy looks at DJ like, are you ready? And DJ's like, no, but we're out of cake. Like, all right, let's do this. Alright, I'm gonna play this clip as DJ makes a decision. Will it be Matt or Steve? It's neither of them. Spoiler alert.
2: It's the final rose, Bachelorette. <laughs> DJ, is there anything you'd like to say to the gentleman?
1: No, don't touch Matt. No!
2: These last few weeks have been an emotional roller coaster. Thank <laughs> you. you it's like we were never apart you may know me better than anyone and when I look into your eyes
0: all I have prepared.
2: Thank you, gentlemen. It's now time for DJ to hand out the final rows.
3: Of <laughs> I'm gonna pick you! Hey, you wanna go get a beer? Ugh, oh, I could use one. Maybe three? I could use a pizza. Maybe three. <laughs>
2: well, that was the worst episode of The Bachelorette I've ever seen.
0: <laughs>
1: said, I've never watched The Bachelor, never watched The Bachelorette, so I don't know how these Rose things go. Don't they give one to the person they say they don't want to be with? I don't know. But DJ has a nice moment with each guy, and she just says what she's feeling in her heart, like when she first met Matt, you know, there was a definite spark there, and just to be able to see where the journey leads. Okay, well, yeah, her her exact words, of course, as you heard in the clip, were, I feel alive when I look into your eyes and excited about our future. And Matt says, DJ, I know what we have is real. And we get a laugh, so is that like a common line from one of the guys or girls when it comes to some typical line that they, you know, rehearsed and said that doesn't really hold a lot of weight to it? Matt says, well, we're already great partners because, you know, they work together at the Bet Clinic. I would just love a chance to see where this journey will take us. So Matt steps back, he's set his piece, and now Steve is going to step up. And DJ tells Steve how reconnecting with him feels like they were never apart. And she also says how Steve may know her better than anyone. I love how she says, when I look into your eyes, I feel happy and safe and loved. Of course, when Steve talks to DJ, he says, Donna and Joe. And he says, I've known it since high school and I'm even more sure of it now. We're soulmates. Aww. As he says, I couldn't even imagine my life without you. And apparently that's all he has not prepared. <laughs> so Stephanie steps up and says, Alright, thank you, gentlemen. It is now time for DJ to hand out the final roads. And we see Matt and Steve kind of like, Good luck, man. You too, bro. Of course, Kimmy and Stephanie both have to get one last... Oh, there's no wrong decision if you pick Steve, says Kimmy to DJ. And of course, Stephanie's like, just go with your heart and choose Matt. So the camera camera closes in on DJ as she's holding that rose. And she's like, my heart tells me to choose me. And of course... Matt's like oh wait, I I'm sorry, I heard it, and I got excited. <laughs> so they're both, Steve and Matt are a little shocked. Like, what what do you mean you chose yourself? I'm sure there have been bachelors or bachelorette episodes that at the end the person chooses themselves. There's nothing wrong with that. She even says, you know, I just started dating and then all of a sudden this just got complicated. I think yeah, she needs to take it take some time, step back. Take a summer, get reacquainted with yourself, reexamine. You'll do a pro/con list if you want to. Just kind of see where your heart lies. She even says, if it's this hard for me to decide, I must not be ready for a serious relationship. Well, your husband just passed like a year ago, so I love Matt. How he says, I'm okay waiting. I mean, we'll see each other every day at work and. Steve is all like, yeah, and I'm still your podiatrist unless you got another one. It's like, oh, no, my feet are all yours. And he's like, oh, good, I'll start with your free feet and hopefully work up to your heart. Aw. So, of course, Matt's like, wow, Steve, like, she picked herself. Can you believe it? I mean, I did not see that coming. So they're both like, hey, you want to go for a beer? Or And Steve's like, oh, yeah, I can go for a pizza or a three. <laughs> oh, Steve and the tum-tum. So they walk, the guys walk off and decide to go, what, for a pizza and beer. And the girls here are kind of talking. DJ's happy that it's over. And Stummy's like, look, now you're free to date Matt or Steve or whoever you want. And, of course, Kimmy's like, and best of all, the She-Wolf pack is back. Arroo! They do it better than me because there's three of them and there's just one me. I'm a lone wolf. A married wolf, but a lone wolf. And that's the episode, guys. I thought this was cute. I know it seemed it didn't have a lot of vim and vigor that I usually give to, you know, the Full House episodes and everything. This being the final episode of the Jesse and Becky, a love story series. But I thought it was cute. I think the series does, Fuller House does get better as it goes on and stuff. I mean, there are just some episodes that just like, like. Eh. So I was kind of looking at the, um, the wedding dresses and all that stuff. So I got to say, um, I really like Kimmy's wedding dress over Becky's. And as far as I'm going to go worst, um, outfit, I got to give that to, uh, DJ. I really didn't like that lacy blue fabric with that, uh see-through fit I don't know I just I didn't care for it um as far as the tuxedos go I'm gonna go Jesse over Fernando and then as far as Matt and Steve I think I'm gonna go Matt's look over Steve's even though you know Steve and DJ are endgame that's fine but I mean think about it if you had to choose between let's see, there was no Steve right Matt and Kevin Gwynn I don't know I'd probably go Kevin Gwynn over Matt. But if I had to choose between Matt and no person that just came out of the scene, I think it'd most likely be Matt. Alright, well, as I've said, I'm taking the month of March off from the Full House Fuller House podcast. But in April, I will be returning with Season 4, Episode 10, Terror in Tanner Town, which aired on November twenty third, 1990. Danny's new girlfriend introduces her mischievous son to the family. Rusty, who is played by Jordan Christopher Michael. And Deborah Stipe, who played Cindy. Interesting how neither of them have a last name, but maybe that's just not important. All right. Also, in April, season four, episode 11... Continuing Rusty's mayhem in the Tanner House, Secret Admirer, which aired on December 7th, 1990. The Tanners invite Cindy and Rusty over again for backyard barbecue. Rusty writes a phony love letter, which causes confusion as each member of the household reads it, in turn, all believing it to be from a different person. who boy. <laughs> wow. As far as a relatable character for this episode, I mean, maybe Jesse and Becky with the fact that um Jeremy and I, we had gotten a hotel and when we got there, we said it was when we had gotten married, it was our wedding night, and the hotel actually bumped us up from a regular standard room to a suite, free of charge. I thought that was pretty awesome. So, yeah. All right, everybody, have a wonderful, wonderful March, because it's March 1st right now. And I'll see you in April.
0: Bye-bye.